Well, good morning and welcome to Better Life Church. We want to welcome everybody watching online. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And we want to give it up for our Gracie campus. Give it up for our Gracie campus, man. Wow. For if, you're, if this is your first time or first time in a long time, we are one church in two locations. We have a church there in Grayson, and God is using Pastor Aaron to reach that region. And because of technology, we're able to stream this live right now to them. And we got something uh, special coming up here in July. We're really excited about doing and finding out and testing and trying. But anyway, we want to say we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in with us. We're in a brand new series called Family Vacation. Let me ask you a question. How many of you come from a family? Get your hand up. You come from a family. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all. How many of you come from a dysfunctional family? Can I get an amen? Come on now, all right? Right, that's all of us. We all have that dysfunctional family. Well, this series is about to put fun back in dysfunctional. <laughs> Boom, that's, I need somebody to do that on drums for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're gonna put fun back in dysfunctional in this series, and we'll have it, we got a great series planned for you guys. Hopefully the Lord would use it as speaking to your family life, especially if it's dysfunctional, like our family. Um, so if you have your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter four. We're gonna be looking at Ephesians four and five today. I'll bounce it back and forth a little bit. So if you have your Bibles, you can go there. If not, you can grab your phone, your iPad. I'll be using a New Living Translation if you wanna follow along with me. If not, it'll be on the, uh, on the screens that you can follow along with us. Family vacation. How many of you need a vacation? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's time to go. It's June. People are going on vacation. People are visiting places. I'll never forget my wife and I, you know, when we first got married, we, you know, we went down to Myrtle Beach and, and uh, you know, we, we, we did everything we could to save as much money. So we signed up for a timeshare. You know, we signed up for a timeshare, you know, and I'm like a sucker for stuff like this. You know, if you come to my door, knock on my door, I will buy all your Girl Scout cookies. I will buy your vacuum. I will do whatever. Because I was like, oh, come on, honey, we got to do this. And my wife, you know, she's the sergeant. She's like, no, absolutely not. We're not doing that. So every time the doorbell rings, I said, honey, you go. Because <laughs> I come back with everything. And so we're sitting for this timeshare, and we're listening to this leg of the timeshare spiel. And I said, okay, right, because you're trying to save some money, and you're going to the timeshare. And I'm looking at her going, dude, this is a deal. She goes, we just got married. We only have $700 to our name. Like, what are you talking about? And, uh, we're talk and so we kind of passed on that, and, and went away. But then we went back with our family again. I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. You know what I'm saying? I've been through one time, Cher. I'm ready to sit through this. And we sit down, and this lady, oh, my, she was such a good saleswoman. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she was the best. She knows how to hit my emotions. She's like pulling out my heart. And she goes, you know that family vacations are the best vacations in life? I'm like, that's right, preach, sister, preach. And she's going on, and she goes, imagine your kids. I'm like, we don't have kids. We're practicing. And I was like, imagine when you have kids, and when you get these kids, and your kids, they're not going to remember what you have, what you bought them for Christmas. Do you remember, sir, what you got for Christmas last year? No, ma'am, I don't remember whatever. But I remember the beach, you know. And she goes, your kids are going to remember when you travel, when you take them places, and you need this. In fact, how much money do you spend on vacations? None. I go with my in-laws. <laughs> Nothing. And what are you talking you know, I'm serious. Like, she's asking, do you remember this? So she would, and she's like, pull. And my wife's like, oh, Daniel, you are not buying this. You know, my wife, she's coming in hot. You know, she's coming in. She's swinging on this one. And I'm like, yeah, you're preaching at me. And then finally she goes, what do you mean you don't? I was like, well, we kind of go with our in-laws. And they, at this time, you know, at the time, we said, they, they actually covered the room for us. And we go, do you ever do it? No. This, we just kind of all go on family vacations. And finally she realized she wasn't getting nowhere because of my wife. And she cut it down, right? And she stops like that. But she, she's right. She made, she made this point. She goes, your family's most important time in your life is your family vacation. And I know that makes a good sell pitch. And I know we love taking our kids places. And I know that's fun when we get away. But really, it's not those big things that matter. It's the little things. 
It's the little things in life that matter that you do with your spouse, that you do with your kids, that really makes the impact with them. It's the little things. It's the text message that says, I love you, thinking about you today. It's, it's, it's being nice when you, you help something do something around the house. It's, it's grabbing your kids just for a moment and they get off their games or their iPad or their phone just for a moment and you have a meaningful conversation instead of just going, yep, <laughs> yep, right? You know what I'm talking about when you have teenagers. That's, they, they shrink down to the words. And so you gotta figure out how to do the little things that matter. I'm, I'm all about the travel. I'm all about the vacation. love it. But it's the little things that matter in life. Ladies, just a kind word. Right? Just a word of encouragement to your husband can go a very long way. Guys, when you wash your hands, it's wiping the water off the sink. Right, ladies? You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's the small things in life. Put your dirty clothes in the hamper. Right? Like, right, right. Raise the lid and put it down after the bathroom. Am I preaching right now, ladies? Right? Because when you, if you sprinkle, when you tinkle, be a sweetie and wipe the seedy. Okay, there you go, guys. There's your point for the day. And all the ladies said, Amen. man, y'all ladies, y'all crack me up. I could say, Jesus is Lord. You're like, mm-hmm. Wipe the seat when you tinkle. Preach it, brother. Preach it, right? I mean, you go for it. It's the little things in life that matter. And these little things make a difference that really you can impact your family. Because here's the reality. Truth, family matters. And the little things in our family, and I know we're doing a family vacation series, it's kind of built around that as we go, but it's the preparation that really matters. It's the preparation, not just for the vacation, but for life that makes a difference. And it's really, we need to focus on these little things that really matter, because here's what's reality is, we take the little things for granted. It's the little things that our, that our guys, that our wives do for us that we take for granted. Ladies, it's the little things that he does that you take, or for the kids that you take for granted. And so that's what we're going to focus on today is, is preparation. How do we get ready in our family and life? And I, obviously 30 minutes is not going to change your entire family, but maybe today you can leave with a few nuggets. It's a little inspiration maybe from the Holy Spirit today. Here's what I can work on in my life. So if you're ready to get started, so let's go. All right. Ephesians 4 verse 29 says this, do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. If you're taking notes, here's my first point. What you say matters. What you say matters. And this is the one I think a lot of times when it comes to our family that we take for granted. It's like we can control our words at work, we can control our emotions and stuff at work, but when we get home and the mask comes off and we can just kind of exhale from all the stress and everything that the world is about, it's to the ones that we love that we begin to, to let this other side of us, if you wanna say, show. It's what you say really makes a difference and matters to the people that you love. Someone once said that men in the family, they're kind of like the thermostat of the house, which means they have the potential to control the temperature of their family. As, as a man, you can control the tone and the temperature of your family. They said the, the women are like the thermostat. You wanna know how your family is? Look at your wife. <laughs> She's gonna let you know if, you're, if it's hot or if it's cold or what's going on. It's, it's based on what she says. It could be in her tone. And the children that we have, if you have children, they're the mirrors of the home. Well, what do you mean by that? If you wanna know the temperature of your family, a lot of times they say, listen to how your, spouse, your wife, guys, how is she talking? Is, is she short? Is she stomping through the house? Is she slamming cabinet doors? Something's wrong. 
something's wrong. That should be a warning sign that you need to slow down and say, well, what's stressed, what's frustrated? It may not just be you. It may be something else going on. Why? Because it's the little things that you may take for granted, that you may oversee and overlook, that there might be something going on that she needs to talk through, that she needs to work through in her life. So slowing down, taking time to see. Why? Because it's the little things in life that matters, especially what we say. You know, a lot of times your children, I would say, become your mirror. And what I mean is you reflect yourself. You reproduce who you are. Have you ever seen your kids or somehow the, how they act or some of the things they say or some of the tones they say? And you're like, where did you get that from? Look in the mirror. They're getting it from you. They learn it from you. And I hear a lot of times, a lot of times in older generations will, 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 or the, you know, will knock on the next generation behind them. They're like, I can't believe these kids act like this today. I can't believe they do this today. Listen, you raised them. Have you ever thought about that? The generation that you're busting on is the one that you raised. And so you gotta look in the mirror because listen, parents, we will reflect. We will, we will raise up. We will reproduce who we are to the people around us, especially your children. And so your kids can be a mirror how you're acting. How are you treating them? How are they responding back? They will reflect what you, they learn from you and the habits and the words and the actions and the tones. Why? Because what we say matters. And if we really want to listen, we need to pay attention to our family because it's in our family we can really see, are we on the right track? Are we doing the right things in the little things? So don't take the little things for granted. Don't take those for granted because they're, they're, they're major things in our life. I love what Proverbs 18 says. It says there's power and life and death in the tongue. Did you ever think about that? There's life and there's death in the tongue. What does he mean by that? There's power and life in the words or there's death in your words. Are you using your words because what you say matters? Build up or tear down? Listen to me, ladies. If you are always tearing down your husband, no wonder he acts that way. Begin to build him up. Listen to me, sir. If you're always tearing down your wife and you're always speaking negative to her, no wonder she's acting that way. Go and try it. For this next seven days, won't you speak life into each other? Once you begin to build your wife up instead of tearing her down, listen to me, ladies. Build your husband up instead of tearing him down. Speak life, not cursings to him, not death over him. And I'm getting, I tell you what, if you'll do that for the next week, you come back next Sunday and you, you, listen, you will begin to see a shift and a change in your marriage automatically just by the words that come out of your mouth. That's how powerful they are. But listen to me, you take them for granted. Why? Because you always think she's gonna be there, bro. You always think, ladies, that he's always going to be there and he's going to put up with it. And what happens is you begin to take these things for granted in your life and not understand that there's power in your words. And so we need to be people, especially believers and followers of Jesus, to speak blessings, to build up, not to tear down. And if we would do that, I think we can have the marriage or the family that we always want. When's the last time you even built up your children? When do you speak it to them? Because a lot of times we think if we're hard on them or say these things in a negative way that it, it, it corrects us. Listen, it's the, it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. Do you get that? How he speaks to us, what he says to us, we should reflect the same thing to our children, to our spouse, other people around us. Back in the four, what he says in Ephesians 4, don't use this language, say good and helpful things. Use words of encouragement to one another. Listen to me, that alone will begin to change your family. 
That alone right there will begin to change your family. In fact, they say that 75% of what we say in communication is not even what we say, it's, it's how we say it. It's, it's, it's the tone. I guarantee you, most of you married couple here, the most things that you find about is the tone. Not what you say. What you say may be true, but how you said it is wrong. And it's the tone that leads into the next argument or whatever it may be in your life. Why? Because there's power in your tone. When you begin to talk in a certain tone, you know this, it gets defensive. You guys, listen, I'm preaching the way, you know this. And that's why when you're having, trying to have a meaningful conversation, texting doesn't relay tone because you can misinterpret tone on a text or an email. I can get a witness on that one. Like, I can't believe you talk to me like this. And for the record, for the record, when you use all caps, that means you're screaming. Please. It means you're screaming at me if you use all caps and you highlight it all caps. I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't, right? Like, come on, there should be some texting etiquette here, right? We should know that. Communication with each other. That's why when you talk with somebody, your tone. Another thing is your body language. Listen to me, bro. Look your wife in the eyes when she talks. See, listen, let me help you out, ladies. Men only speak an average of seven to 10,000 words a day. That means by the time he gets home, he's used all his words. He has no words. That's why he doesn't talk. He's already done. Ladies, you, use, you speak from 20 to 30,000 words, gushes up to 50,000 a day. All right? That's why you may still want to talk. He has no words. You still have plenty left in the bank. And so listen, that's why body language is very important. Guys, when you come home and you're tired and you're working, your wife wants to have a communication with you. You're like, yeah. And you no, know, your body language talks about how you communicate. Ladies, in the same way, get off Facebook for 30 minutes. Have a conversation. Put the laundry basket down just for a moment. I know I don't have time. I don't have time. Just for a moment. Why? Because my body language towards my spouse or husband or wife communicates. It's not just the words that come out. It's like, do you really care? Do you really want me to be part? Do you really want to have a conversation with me? Look at me. Put the phone down for a moment. Okay. Oh, how's your day? Great. Awesome. Right now, can you believe this is on sale marketplace? I mean, come on. Just for a moment. And I know we laugh at that stuff, but listen, it's the little things that you take for granted. And we wanna go to have these big memories on the family vacation, that's great. I understand what the sales lady was trying to do, but the reality is, it's the little things in life. It's the preparation in life to the big things that really, really matter. So the first thing I wanna encourage you with is what you say matters. Here's the second thing, how you act matters. How you act, how you live how you behave. It's these things that matter in our life. And a lot of times we take these little things for granted because we come home and we don't act maybe the best out to the people we love the most and vice versa. And so what are some things we could do? And there's tons of things, but what are some things as we look at through Ephesians 4 and, and, and Ephesians 5 here, what are some things that if, if family really matters, what are some things that we do? Here, here's what you gotta understand. Here's one of the acts if I could say it that way, that, that we need to make sure that matters to us, and that is forgiveness. We need to learn how to forgive quickly. You know, I tell, the, I tell people all the time, I believe in rapid repentance. When you blow it, when you sin, and you will sin, because we all sin, you repent quickly. You confess that sin quickly. That thought, that word, that behavior, whatever it is, you, you don't let it build up and build up and build up and go, well, tonight when I hit my knees before I go to bed, I'll think about all the bad things I've said and done today, and then I will confess my sin. Rapid repentance. When you blow it, and you know you do because the Holy Spirit will convict you. When you blow it, rapid repentance. See, it's quickly we go to God and we want him to forgive us, but we don't want to extend forgiveness to the people who hurt us. 
So what happens, husband, wives, a lot of more of the wives, you will hold a grudge and you will hold it longer. If she's still talking about something that happened three months ago, sir, she ain't gotten over it yet. Somebody said, my wife, she don't get hysterical when we get an argument, she gets historical. And she's gonna go back and say, remember last year when your mama came to my house and she told me about cooking wasn't no good? Remember last night? I'm like, honey, that was six months ago, right? Like, what happens, we, when you still go to the past, you've not gotten over it yet. And most times when we get in an argument, you start pulling things from the past. But you remember you said this? Remember that time when you did this? Then you didn't deal with that. Listen to what the Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander. Why? Because what you say matters. As well as all type of evil behavior. Why? Because how you act matters. So instead, here's what you do. Be kind to each other. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You know why a lot of times people don't forgive people? It's because they're not sorry. They haven't asked. You don't have to wait on somebody to ask you to forgive them, to forgive them. Please, someone needs to let that sink in this morning. You don't have to wait until someone comes to you and says, I'm sorry to forgive you. Because forgiveness is not for them, forgiveness is for you. And the reason why some of you are so hurt right now is because you'll hold on to a debt that they can never repay and you won't forgive them of that debt. And just like the scripture says, you are gonna become angry and bitter in your heart and your life until you forgive them. Listen to me, those of you who are in your second marriage or your third marriage, you know why you have a lot of problems? Because you didn't forgive the person of the first marriage. And you still hold on to that pain and that suffering and you still cannot forget that wronged me, they walked out of me, they hurt me, whatever it may be in your life. And now that is still affecting you today in your now current marriage because you're holding a debt over, over someone's head that they can never repay. Forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you. And as a family, in the preparation we have, we got to learn to forgive quickly. I don't have to wait for someone to come and ask me to forgive. I don't have to wait for my wife to ask me to forgive her, to forgive her. And just as we will go and ask God in rapid repentance and to forgive us quickly, we must be quick to forgive. How? Just as Christ Jesus has forgiven us. Because here's what some of you say. They don't deserve it, Pastor Daniel. They don't deserve forgiveness. They hurt me. They lied about me. Whatever it may, they don't deserve forgiveness. Listen to me. Neither did you. But yet while you were still sinner, God sent his son who died for you in your place, took your punishment paid for your sin. You don't deserve forgiveness either, but God forgave you. And because he has forgiven you, you extend forgiveness unto others. That is another one way to know that I'm in the family of God is that once God has forgiven me, I extend the forgiveness to the people around me. Because we can't earn it, we can't pay God back, we don't deserve it, we can't earn our way to heaven. And some of you may think you're here today because you're trying to earn your way to heaven. You know what, God, I showed up to church today on June, this, on June, on a pretty day, on a Sunday, I'm not at the lake, check. I'm in church this morning, whatever it may be. And maybe some of you are watching this on the lake. You keep making catch, send me a picture of your fish you catch, right? I mean, that's fine. Some of the, I dropped a 20 in the bucket today. Woo, surely I'm good with God today. And what happens is you're trying to earn favor or you're trying to earn God's approval just by doing things. You can't do enough, be good enough. That's why God sent his son. You didn't deserve it and I didn't deserve it. That's why he says, if you're gonna forgive people, forgive people just as Christ forgiven you. They don't deserve it, but you need to extend it. If we would do these little things in our family, 
and don't let these things pile up when stuff happens. Guess what? We begin to have the family that we've always dreamed of. Now, as, there, as most families dysfunctional, all families are dysfunctional. They're all families that have some problems and quirks and stuff. Is there, is there ever a perfect family? No. Is there ever a perfect marriage? No. Is there ever perfect children? No. And I know you think you're a baby. I know you're a baby. He's not perfect, right? So it, it's just reality. But if we don't take the little things for granted and say how I speak matters to my family, how I act matters to my family, that goes a long way than that one good awesome trip you took them to the beach or whatever you go to. So we gotta figure this out. We need to forgive quickly. Here's another one is that we need to, here's one of the acts that we could do as a family, especially husband and wife. We need to learn how to mutually submit to one another. Now, this is a word today that nobody wants to talk about, submission. That nobody wants to talk about submission because nobody wants to submit. Why? Because we're awful of pride. We wanna be the boss. We wanna be in control. We want things to go our way. We don't wanna submit to one another. In fact, most of us only wanna submit to God and we call him Lord, boss, manager, the Lord of our life, and we still don't wanna submit to him. So this word submit is really, really tough for, for us today, especially in our culture today, when it's like, it's all about you, get what you want, how you want it, when you want it, you're the boss, you, there's no such thing as absolute truth, whatever you wanna believe is true is true, because what's true to you is true to you, and that, that's not true. And, and so they got the, all this, this movement, like no one wants to submit, but the Bible says, what if, if a husband and wife practice mutual, mutual submission? and submit to one another. Look what it says in Ephesians 5. And this passage on is kind of the marriage or the, the husband and wives verse that, that Paul writes here. In verse 21, it says this, because this is very, everybody wants to go to verse 22, but no one wants to look at verse 21. Verse 21 says this, and further, as you've been worshiping, walking in the spirit, being, being controlled by the spirit, don't get drunk, it says with wine, but be controlled by the spirits. And we see that in verse 18, 19, and 20. And then verse 21, it says, and further, submit to one another out of reverence in Christ. Here's what it means. As believers, my wife is not only my wife, she's also a believer. She's a sister in Christ. She's given her life. So she's my wife, but we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we both have been saved by grace through faith because she's a believer. And so we're part of the family of God. And because we're part of the family of God, the Bible says, submit to one another. Do you see that? There's a mutual submission as believers in faith. We submit to one another. And then it goes on and says this, for wives, this means submit to your husband as to the Lord. For husband is the head of the wife as Christ is head of the church. He's the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so your wives submit to your husbands and everything. Now, I did a whole message on this. For some of you, that may be like, ah, that flies in the face of culture day and what marriage is all about. I did a whole message on what this looks like back in February. It's on our website. You can go back and watch it. We did a marriage series and we talked about how does this functionality work out in life? Because I've never met a godly man who verbally abuses his wife with that verse. Please hear that, a godly man whoever verbally abuses his wife with that verse. If you have to tell your wife that you're the man and she needs to submit to you, listen to me, sir, listen to me, sir, you're not the man. Because if you go in and listen to the rest of it as the husband loves his wife and loves his wife as Christ loves the church, listen to me, sir, if you love your wife the way Jesus loves the church, she'll have no problem following you. Anywhere you wanna go. 
It is a mutual submission. So should husbands submit to the wives? Absolutely. Absolutely. You could go home today and say, honey, what can I do to help you? What can I do to serve you today? And there's times in my life when things are super busy. I'll tell my wife this. I said, I can't do everything, but what's one thing I can do? Just tell me one thing I can help you with today. And it's usually gonna be the, one of the hardest ones that I don't wanna do, but, and whatever it is. If she says, I need you to get the dish, I'll get this. Hey, could you get the kids ready for bed? Get Sadie in bed? Sure, what, just give me. I can't do everything, but what's one thing I can do? What is that? I am submitting to you. It's a mutual submission here, right? You wanna go to Gatlinburg? She wants to go to the beach. What do you do? You compromise. You go to the beach. It's a compromise, right? Because everybody knows if mama don't have a good time on vacation, you might as well turn the bus around and go home. Can I get a witness, gentlemen? If mama's upset, don't even pack for the trip. Don't even go. Because mama's the glue, right? She holds it together and she's not having a good time and she's already frustrated. Whip that bad boy around, just going back home. Figure it out. You ain't going to Disney, kids. We're going to put on a Disney movie. Just put it on. There you go. Watch the fireworks. There you go. Get your sparkler. Let it fly. There you go. Save you 10 grand. You're welcome. I'm telling you, right? It's a mutual submission. That's what you submit. So guys, listen, try that. Honey, I can't do it. What's one thing I can do to help you right now? What's one thing I can do that to serve you? And that one thing don't take for granted could go a long way. If we would just be say, you know what? Family matters. The little things matter. What I say matters. How I act matters. How I live matters. You know, in Ephesians 5, I just said this verse, but verse 25, I'll make sure we read it. It says, for husbands, this is what this means to you when you mutually submit. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean and washed her cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Verse 33, so again, I say to each man, must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife respect her husband. Listen to me, sir. What she needs to know more than anything is that you love her. Listen to me, ma'am. What he needs to know more than anything else is that you respect him. And this is what Paul was saying. This is, these are the things that matter, the little things. You get this off, you get the preparation off, I don't care where you take your family. I don't care what kind of glorious trips you go on. It is the little things in life that make the difference that matters. And I know we're talking about the mom and dad and a husband and wife, but I'm not gonna leave the kids out. So if there's any kids in the house, look what it says in Ephesians 6 verse one. Children, obey your parents. And every parent here should say, the Bible says it. Have you good? Son, the Bible says you gotta honor me right here, right here, verse six, right? It says, you right here, you obey me. Get your dirty clothes off the floor, right? Make your bed, right? Paul said it. Right? You never see a kid with that tattooed on him. <laughs> Ephesians 6 1. <laughs> Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. You see that, kids? It's not because mom and dad's trying to be mean. It's because you are a follower of Jesus. If you've given your life to Jesus, listen, obey them because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, by the way. If you honor your father and your mother, things will go well for you in your life. And you have a long life on this earth. I know you think your mom and dad's not cool, but listen to me, kids. Listen to me. They didn't skip middle school either or high school. They've gone through the things that you've gone through. And they say the things, they want to help you and protect you. Now, there's some things that are about, yes, I, I, I get that. I'm not talking about abusive family relationship. I'm talking about it's in the normal, healthy, kind of growing relationship. And listen to me, listen to me. Every kid on the planet needs a dad and a mom. That's how God designed it. 
Every kid on the planet deserves, needs a dad in their life and a mom. That's how God wired us. That's how, how he said, that's not what society wants to say anymore to us. Listen to me, kids. Obey your parents. Fathers, in verse four, it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but by the way you treat them. How you treat them is very important. Why? Because how you live matter. What you say matters. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction. Discipline. Listen, discipline is not what you do to your children. Discipline is what you do for your children. Do you get that? It's what you can do and help them and guide them in life and instruction that comes from the Lord. We don't irritate them. Some people say, well, I just don't wanna be me. I, I just want my kid, I just wanna be my kid's friend. Listen, as long as they live under your roof, you're, your, they're your, you're the boss. They have friends, I understand that. I wanna be, I tell my kids all the time, you're my best friend. I tell them that because I want them to know. I'm, dad wants to be your best friend. I, I wanna be it for you. Anything you wanna do in life and anything that goes through your life, I wanna help you and whatever I can. And now here we got a kid that's gonna be a senior and one's going to the first grade and all in between. Pray for us. It's crazy in our family right now. Today, we leave today and we take my oldest son up to northern Kentucky for three and a half weeks. The first time he's been gone long, this long, he's going up to GSC. And, and last night when I said, are you ready? He said, Dad, if you didn't train me right, I wouldn't be ready. <laughs> and I'm like, because it kind of comes full reality. Because there comes a point in your life you gotta let them go when they fly. And what are they gonna remember the most? How you raised me, what you said to me. It's the little things. Not like, hey, Dad, remember that one time I went to the beach? You me? Yeah, that great. I understand, I love vacation. But it's the little things in life that matters. It's those little things. And it's the little things, listen to me, that you take for granted and that I take for granted. And we can't take those for granted anymore. We want a family that matters. We want a great vacation that matters. It's the preparation that matters. So listen to me. What you say matters. How you live matters. And the last one, and this is very important, today matters. And what do you mean by today? Today matters. Ephesians 5, verse 15. Be careful how you live. Why? Because how you live matters. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Why? Because how you act and what you say matters. And look what it says. Make the most of every opportunity in these days that are evil. Listen to me. Today matters, and you better make the most of every opportunity. Don't you ever take for granted one moment that your spouse is always gonna be there or everything's gonna be okay. Don't you take for one granted that your kids, that's why every moment I tell them I love them, every time we hang the phone up, I tell them I love them. It could be the last time that I say that to them. And what happens is we take this thing called time for granted. Someday I'll spend time with my kids. Someday I'll take my wife on a date. Someday we'll do that family vacation. Someday I'll do this for them. Listen, someday we'll rob you of today. Don't you wait till someday, you do it today. You are not promised tomorrow, one bit. Don't take for granted the time that you have with your family. Today matters. Make today the best day ever. Love your wife, love your husband, love your family, love your children, love the people around. Take today, because listen, you are not promised tomorrow. You are not promised tomorrow. Because listen to me, if you ever make it to the point where you're actually laying on that moment, on your deathbed, at that moment, and you know your time is coming, I promise you, you're not gonna say, 
How much do I have in my bank account? What was my net worth? Where are my children? Where's my family? Where's the people I care about? And I'm telling you, I hear people, I wish I'd have spent more time blank. I wish I'd have been more with my kids. Billy Graham, the greatest Adventist that ever lived, who God used to change the world, said if I could go back and change anything, I wouldn't have traveled and preached as much when my kids were younger. I would have been at home. One of the greatest evangelists to ever live. Why? Because today matters. And family matters. Listen to me, mom, dad, families. Make the most of it. This is the family series. We're gonna have fun going through this together. It's gonna be so much fun. But don't miss today. Go home and make today count. I'm gonna ask you what just to bow your heads just for a moment. Having a great family is hard work, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And listen to me, some of you, you can do everything right. You can raise the kid right. You can put your kids where they need to go. You can bring them to church and Sunday school. You can do everything right, but there comes a day where that kid will make its own decisions. And for some of you or her parents, they made great decisions. From those of you who have some kids, they didn't make really good decisions. And the first thing the devil wants to do is he wants to blame you. Only if you would have, if you could have, and if you did this, listen to me. God is sovereign. He is in control. There are some things that are just out of our control. There comes a point that everyone has to make their own choice and have their own free will, even if they know the truth and rebel against the truth. Some of you here, parents, and you beat yourself up for years because of that. You're not perfect parents. You never were because we can't be perfect parents. But it's never too late. It's never too late to make some changes and some adjustments in your life. So I just feel like somebody needs to hear that. And also, mom, dad, listen to me. If you want a great family, it starts with, honestly, everything starts with Jesus. You wanna be a great dad, it starts with knowing Jesus. You wanna be a great mom, it starts with knowing Jesus. You wanna be a great husband, wife, it starts with knowing. You wanna be great and raise great kids. Kids, you wanna be honoring your mom and your dad. Listen, that only comes when you submit to Jesus and then submit to one another. And the way you do that is that you confess your sins in rapid repentance and you believe that he came for you and that he died for you and listen, he runs to you and he will forgive you and he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. All you gotta do is repent of your sin and turn to him and you can do that right now. Whether you're sitting right there in Grayson or right here in Moorhead or wherever you are watching this online, right now you can repent of your sin and give your life to Jesus. And I encourage you, I implore you, I beg you to do that because that's the greatest gift we could ever give to our families as they know that we know and love and follow Jesus more than any gift we can ever give them, more than any place we can ever take them is to know that mom and dad know and love Jesus. 
Father, we thank you so much for your word and as you inspire the Apostle Paul to even pin those words to us today, I pray that you just let that sink in our heart, that what we say matters, how we live matters, and that today matters. And we'll just take whatever nuggets the Holy Spirit wanna impress in our heart this morning and go home and begin to create a family that honors you, that loves you, and that loves each other. For it's in Jesus' name we ask and we pray, amen.